Welcome to the CXR channel, our premier podcast for talent acquisition and talent management. Listen in as the CXR community discusses a wide range of topics focused on attracting, engaging, and retaining the best talent. We're glad you're here. Test one two three. Is this thing even on? There we hey, go. Hey, can you hear me? Hey, Shannon. Thanks for dialing in. Hi. All right. <laughs> so, for those who may be uh, tuning in and listening, this is sort of an experimental podcast. Shannon and I are just going to catch up a little bit. We're waiting on one of our good friends, uh, William Wiggins, to come in. William is one of the uh, HR leaders over at Virginia Mason Medical Center. We've been friends with him for how long? Oh, geez. 10 plus years. 10 plus years. Holy smokes. Sometimes it feels like I've only been in the recruiting industry 10 plus years. (laughs) So uh, we're going to test some of the features uh, with an on-air and live platform. Usually what we do for a podcast is we'll record it. Uh, and it usually takes us about a day to turn it around and broadcast it uh, to our listeners, but we're just going to play with this new platform and see what happens. So, Shannon, you are uh, down in San Antonio. Uh, As anybody who is connected with you on uh, social knows, any of your friends, uh, you have a beautiful baby boy that is now just over a month old. Yes. Yeah, he's doing well. We uh, we, we didn't uh, imagine we'd be in uh, San Antonio this long, but uh, we've had a good time <laughs> living out of uh, our Marriott Hotel, and he's in the NICU. He was born uh, a little early. Well, ago, I've seen the, pictures, but... he, seen the pictures of him, and he's gorgeous. Uh, and I I can't. I'm gonna have to come out. I'm gonna have to come out back out to Texas. I got to come up with an excuse uh, to get out there and finally get to meet him when all of this COVID nonsense dies down. Oh, we can't wait for that, Chris. That'd be so fun. You'll love him. We'll have to plan some sort of party. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. A little sip and see. That's right. That's right. Is there is there an appropriate mixed drink for a meet a infant uh, party? Well, since okay, I did. Uh, we went through surrogacy for this baby, and so the whole entire pregnancy has been technically inappropriate. So <laughs> the baby shower <laughs> had a lot of alcohol. The baby party to announce pregnancy had a lot of alcohol. So. <laughs> I think we should just continue the trend. <laughs> well, I don't think that's going to be a problem with the number of virtual happy hours uh, that are going on. There, there are at least three to four happy hours a week that I attend now. Uh, and that's got to be at least one more a week than I did when I could actually go out to a bar. Oh, I hear you. I have one. So we, uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, I say I have one this evening, as a matter of fact, and then of course we have our CXR one tomorrow. That's right. We do that weekly, which is a lot of fun. I think on average we get what would you say about twenty people on the line? Yeah, anywhere from uh, twenty to thirty. And what's really cool about it is uh, the group tends to rotate, so there's always someone new on there. It is, and it's re- what's been interesting for me is to see how many people are actually on the call uh, that are always working from home, have always worked from home. And it ends up, uh, it's really funny because it ends up with maybe one or two people who are still trying to figure out video conferencing. We do it via Zoom, though. Oops, did I lose you? Oh, I'm here. I'm just working with uh, William on the side so he can log in. So sorry about that. (laughs) Let me see. I actually have, uh, we'll do a copy. So it's kind of an interesting, 
I want to make sure I've got his email right, but it's sort of an interesting platform to be able to do this with. Oh, yeah. When he gets in here, we can make fun of him for having a yahoo.com email address. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Uh, let's see, William. Yeah, I think that is the correct address. Let's see. We'll see if it'll send it again. There we are. So Shannon, since you came on board at CXR while we wait for William, you've been doing uh, an awful lot of our community management. So in the exchanges. Uh, do you have, I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you have a favorite? Cause we have these exchanges built around, uh, various topics, uh, obviously one around sourcing, one around uh, marketing and branding, one around, uh, executive search. We've one for leadership. I'd say we have about 15, uh, that are members only. Do you have a favorite, uh, do you have a favorite exchange? Yes, that is putting me on the spot. What, you know, my favorite exchange are the communities that are most active. Um, you know, that, that's pretty much a given. And right now our college recruiting exchange has been so active um, and rightfully so with um, the current pandemic that we're in, the college uh, recruiting community was, you know, planning their summer internships. Um, they were in the midst of uh, getting their everything situated for their early career hires. And so they were in the middle of executing all these plans that they've been working all year um, to, you know, to finalize. And then, boom, here comes the pandemic. And it completely changed the way we all work, obviously. But, of course, the way that they planned on executing their internships and uh, even onboarding new college hires. And so this is um, so much about the, the idea of community and, of course, the CXR community as a whole is how all these companies and all these individuals from these companies came together inside that exchange to share ideas. And we have pulled so much content from them, um, you know, just been able to help help them from a benchmarking standpoint, help connect them with connect them with each other, um, you know, and it's, uh, it's been amazing to see what has come out of it and the programs that have been created. I think we've had like three or four calls um, just with our college community and all of them have been extremely well attended. Um, almost, I would say 80% of our members have attended uh, those calls just to hear what others are doing, um, you know, to change up their uh, virtual plans. And we have another call next week where we'll be talking about the future of college recruiting um, amidst these changes. So that community has been very, very active. Um, and this is a, we have, of our exchanges are restricted based on, um, you know, the type of work you do with an organization. But um, I've always been fascinated with our recruiting leadership uh, community, too. Um, you know, it's a little bit more elusive um, for the heads of PA and um, just to hear how much they work closely together with their insanely busy schedules. Um, it's been absolutely fascinating um, and really cool to see. So, those are the two exchanges that I think are the most active and that I pay attention to the most. And, you know, one person asks a question in it, it's amazing how many responses they get. And it just goes to show you the power of the CXR community, how everyone's there to help each other at any given time and share information, ask questions and just learn from one another. So I've been absolutely impressed with that over the last six months. Yeah. I would, I would say college is probably my favorite lately, but that's, that might just be because we've we've literally done three college meetings back to back, and we've got another one coming up, which I'm pretty excited about. Uh, our, our first, I think, the, of the last two calls that we had, the first call was 
uh, focused primarily on internships uh, and the impact. And we put out a really great infographic to that. And you can find that out on the CXR.works website. Uh, and we've also, the, the second one we did was more focused on early career hiring. So new grad hiring. Uh, and that actually uh, created or identified a need to do a third call, which is just around the corner, uh, which is going to be in regards to virtual college recruiting. Uh, and I'm pretty excited about that topic. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We have a really good panel lineup for it. Um, you know, some uh, mix of heads of TA and also um, some people who ride in the trenches with the uh, uh, college recruiting itself. And so I think uh, we're going to come up with a lot of good information and uh, kind of see what it's going to look like next year. Yeah, I think so. You know, you mentioned this earlier, but, the, the, you know, this pandemic, as, as awful as it is, is, is changing a lot of things in the workspace. And we've talked a little bit about this offline and with some of our members, not everything uh, that's happening to businesses because of this, uh, you know, unfortunate environment uh, is a bad thing. Uh, you're seeing a lot of organizations that uh, previously could not do video interviewing for whatever reason, culture or cost or whatnot, have found a way to make that a reality and make that happen. And they're getting a lot of results back uh, when they are in a position to, to continue doing interviewing. Uh, they're getting results back, at least anecdotally, uh, early on to say that this is a good thing uh, and that uh, you can still be productive when working remotely. Yeah, and looping back to the college recruiting um, community, Chris, um, I think we saw today that uh, some universities, one in particular, the University of Cincinnati, um, mm. is actually requiring their interns, if they want to receive credit for their internship, that they have, they can only do a virtual internship. They cannot do anything in person whatsoever. And so not only are the employers have been adapting to, but we're also seeing um, institutions starting to push back and say, hey, we are only going to give you our resources and our students if you're protecting them and making sure that they're in this virtual environment. And so I think uh, we'll start seeing a little bit more of that. I know there the, seems to be the only university that made those guidelines right now, but I think more will join. Yeah, that was absolutely fascinating to me. It was the first, you know, we had heard it from one of our members in the exchange this morning, who I think she said she'd received multiple emails from students. And it's the first I've heard of anything like that. So students basically being told, if you go to an in-person internship, that they get zero credits for that. It's, it's a pretty bold move by the university. Yeah, absolutely. It really is. Yeah, it'll be, yeah, it'll that be was, fun to uh, Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say that was with um, GE Appliances that uh, brought that up. And so they obviously have a good relationship with the University of Cincinnati. Um, and so, and uh, I believe they're one of the many who are planning on doing virtual internships. That problem is going to be avoided. Well, that's the thing, right? They're forcing their hands. So if, if your organization was looking to do an internship with students here and you are not prepared or not already moving in the direction and giving some serious thought to a virtual internship, you, you're just out of luck. Uh, yeah. you know, you're going to have to do that or, or you're, you're not going to be able to engage that talent at all. And also brings up an interesting point. I don't want to get too political, Chris, but, uh, you know, this could be a good conversation we can jump into. But there's all this talk right now about reopening the economy and that rush to get everything going. And you're having a university say, uh-uh, <laughs> not the summer. So, you know, I think it goes to show you that um, people are looking long term. Um, they're thinking about this through and through. Um, I just saw in the news that LA is considering canceling a lot of activities through 2021 and you have universities that are saying, Hey, not this summer. So um, I know we're all in a rush to get back to business as usual. Um, you know, but uh, you got to look at these institutions. Hey, if yeah, you want I, credit, you to apply by our rules. 
I think we can expect to see this carry clear into next year. Uh, and, and the ripples just continue and continue in ways that we, we can't even imagine. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. But I've been really impressed how everyone has responded so far, like you said, with virtual internships, um, with uh, virtual pre-boarding, onboarding activities, orientations. Um, of course, Zoom calls are now um, a pretty big thing, but they were before in the business world. And so I think uh, the business world has adapted just as we expected it to. Yeah, it's really funny. I think for folks like you and I who have been uh, working from home for a number of years, uh, it's sort of business as usual for us. Uh, I will tell you, I am I am inundated with more meetings, right, more calls now uh, than I had before, which is a good thing. Uh, it's not a bad thing. But I'm anticipating that we're going to see an awful lot of meeting fatigue uh, from folks who are usually in a brick and mortar, right, these video meeting uh, uh just this barrage of meeting requests that come in, these virtual happy hours, these virtual coffee calls, these, you know, stand-up connections, uh, where they're, you know, they're all just trying so hard to stay connected. Uh, and the challenge that they've got is that, you know, I, I think in some cases they're overdoing it. <laughs> it's funny you brought that up. I noticed my, my email is actually down about 50%. Um, but my, uh, I would say my meetings um, are up about four times uh, more than usual. So <laughs> I think people are now picking up the phone and, of course, scheduling these meetings more than we see they're actually uh, responding to emails and sending them out. So to each its own. <laughs> yeah, it should, it should be interesting. Um, so, and, and, you know, the other thing, I don't know, have you seen the SNL skit uh, that's going around where they did recently where everybody's dialed in and it's uh, obviously they're making fun of people on Zoom who, who don't know how to do Zoom? <laughs> don't know how to use video conferencing. <laughs> no, I need it. Really funny. You've got people pressed up against the glass. You've got other people that are, you know, can't figure out where it is. You've only get, you can only see the hairline of a couple of them. It's, it's actually pretty clever. Uh, I, I like the ones that, uh, you know, I, the ones that get creative with their Zoom accounts, those are fun, but I like the ones who don't get too creative because then I just watch for pets and kids in the background. <laughs> Usually you'll see one or two. <laughs> So we had uh, we had William on the line. He had just dialed in, and then we didn't have him anymore. So hopefully we'll get him back. I'd really like to catch up with him today. He just pinged me. There we go. So what's fun about the new platform that we're trying, we moved over, we used to host this on our own uh, and, and throw the episodes up. It was great from a distribution channel, but uh, didn't really have a studio, did a lot of the editing on our own. And, as, and we have just gotten, believe it or not, with the pandemic and the shift in how everybody's working, we at CXR are probably doing more work uh, in a day than we usually do in a day for sure. Uh, and what we're trying to do is sort of streamline a couple of things and, and optimize uh, some of the tools that we use. And so we shifted over to Blog Talk Radio uh, about a month ago, I guess. And we've been doing the same process that we had before, where we would record a video uh, call. Uh, as you know, Shannon, we record a video call. And then, of course, we would uh, have it edited by a producer and then upload it. So we continued that process here. So this is our first, albeit clumsy, uh, uh, attempt to do a live session. So you get, as people sort of bear with us with a little bit of dead air. And I think, uh, as timing would have it, I think we have William in. So let's see if this works. Hey, William. Let's see. William, Hi, are you, you on the are, line? I am on the line. Can you hear me? There he is. Hi. Our first show caller. Long time listener, <laughs> first time caller. 
You know, I, I am so sorry. It's ironic. I mean, I'm, I'm, on, I'm coming on the line as you all are talking about people who can't get their uh, their video conferencing, you know, function to work. So <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was directed towards me. We all, not at all. We all have different talents. We all have different strengths, William. Yeah, sorry about that. It's these, it's these darn speakers. <laughs> so, so, William, you have been uh, contributing some some pretty fantastic content to the CXR website uh, from a blog standpoint. Uh, you have certainly been chiming in in the exchanges. Just for those who are listening and might not be uh, too familiar with you, do you want to give us just the quick uh, escalator pitch of, of who you are and what you do? Yes, I am William Wiggins, and I am a human resources manager for a big hospital system here in Seattle, Virginia Mason, um, currently a medium-sized hospital system because we have um, been hit with a lot of COVID damage, um, so having to do a lot of furloughs and um, a couple of layoffs, um, and so we're, we're having the same struggles as everyone else. But um came over to the HR space from benefits um, probably about seven years ago or so, um, to do more meaningful work on the staff relations side, um, to connect with the employees on a more personal scale and um, got the bug and loving it ever since. And so here I am. <laughs> it's great. How, how long have you been doing that? How, how long ago did you leave the, the benefits side? I left benefits um, about seven, eight years ago. I was um, a consultant for Mercer Human Resources for many, many years. And um, prior to that, I worked on the medical side um, doing sales um, for benefits, um, primarily medical benefits with Blue Cross Blue Shield, um, Kaiser Permanente. I was a consultant for many years with Kaiser. Um, came over to um, Mercer Human Resources. I was consultant there, benefit consultant. Um, did some sales and consulting there for about seven years and then came over to the employer side um, as a senior benefits analyst. And um, that's when I started working with human resources and um, thought that I, you know, want to kind of do work on the employee side a little bit more, um, not from so much of an analytical standpoint, but um, kind of, you know, I know this sounds corny, but make the work environment a place that people wanted to come to for something other than just work, make it a place where people wanted to be, where people wanted to um, thrive. And so that's what motivated me to come off the benefit side and, oh, and get see, on the HR side. Now you're singing. I know it's talk, corny. Right? I, I know it's corny, <laughs> but, but I got to speak my truth. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You got you to gotta find out what gets everybody's heart pumping about work and, and let them do what they love. Yes, yes, that is my truth. <laughs> That's great. Well, now we have invited you. You're going to help co-facilitate one of our virtual meetings that are coming up. I'm pretty excited about that. But mm -hmm. you're, yeah, you're looking forward to it. Yeah, it's cool. We're going to have a blast. We're going to have fun. Uh, it will go a little little more smoothly uh, than our first live broadcast. <laughs> We're looking oh, what are that. you talking about? I think this is. I think this is going very smoothly. Please. <laughs> so you you what are. What are you talking are, about? You are clearly in the HR space. Uh, Shannon yeah, what's and I are, about people? <laughs> are in the are in the talent acquisition are in the talent acquisition space. Uh, I, William, I was trying to remember the other day how you and I how you and I actually met. Was it was it at a conference or or was it was it somewhere else? You know, you know, Chris, this is really weird because I was trying to remember that too because it seems like I have always known you. 
Um, I don't remember the exact moment we met, um, but it was through. Yeah, it was at one. It was at a conference. Um, I was hanging out on the recruiting side, you know, a hanger on her um, with Carmen, and um, it was, but I cannot remember the conference. I remember clearly where I met Shannon, but I cannot remember where we met. But it seems like we've known each other since junior high school. <laughs> well, we might have been behaving like we were in junior high school when we met. I suspect that's probably pretty accurate. Yeah, we were. We were. And so that's all I'm going to say about that. You know, <laughs> I got a reputation up old. Now, it, wasn't, it wasn't that conference in Amsterdam, was it? No, it wasn't at that conference. It was a before conference that. here. Well before that. Yeah. For sure. That's where so, I first okay. met you. Well, that's where I was going to so I want to know how you two met. Yeah. Yep. Oh, and that, that conference I, in Amsterdam. Yeah, I met Shannon at the conference in Amsterdam. I, I, Shannon is another one that I, I sat down at the table and I felt like I'd known Shannon again since junior high school, and you know it was, um, you know, it, it was love at first sight. Um, but I met Shannon at the conference in Amsterdam. William, before you walked <laughs> in, you were talking about my new son, William, and I forgot to add that we actually named our our first son after you. So that's how close we've been for so long. I know that is my namesake. Wait that is my namesake. Wait, 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 that boy, that. He has been keeping me up night, Shannon. I got to tell you, I got to be honest with you. I already. know, I know. I'm sorry. We'll get to meet him soon when we get to leave this place. <laughs> I, I just want, I just want to bag it up. So we, we are supposed to believe uh, that little, little fighter William is is named after big fighter William. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And that's all. Shannon, say no more. Say no more. Yes, Chris. Yes. Okay. <laughs> And he's going to be in HR one day too. Oh, bless! Oh, uh, I, have, I have bigger dreams for him. <laughs> I was going to say, don't don't start saying things you can't take back now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so William, I'll put, I'll put you on the spot because uh, we got a little, just a little bit of time left, and I'm glad you got to dial in. I, I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm going to ask you for one positive thing that that you think has come out of. Uh, one one positive impact to the workforce or how you work or something like that that has come out of the stay-at-home order, the pandemic, that you know the, the way that we're all having to shift how we work. What what's one good thing uh, that that you think has been a result of that? The one good thing, Chris, is we have had to shift the the, the way we work. We have a lot of positions and um, a lot of people within our organization that could never dream that we could have a workforce um, in terms of customer service folks, in terms of our billing folks, um, even our recruiters to a certain extent that could work exclusively from home. So it's caused us to actually reshift the way we do business and the way we want to do business going forward. Um, we're even talking about reducing office space after we get back fully functioning up and running. So it's caused our organization to think this is kind of working out. People can be counted on to do what they do, even when they're not on the premises. It's caused us to um, implement systems really, really quickly um, um, to, to accommodate people, to, for them to be able to work from home. I know that when this first started, um, my recruiters, none of them, they were all kind of familiar with Zoom, had heard of it, but had never tried it. And so we um, started experimenting with not wanting to bring people on campus. We started experimenting with Zoom meetings exclusively doing the Zoom meetings, um, taping the meetings, um, sending the meetings out to the hiring managers and the teams for them to review the meetings and then get back to us with an assessment. And um, that was just sacrilege. It was unheard of not to 
you know, um, uh, screen someone and then have the, the teams meeting with them face-to-face. Now, you know, it's kind of like, oh, have a Zoom meeting, uh, have a Zoom interview. It's, my, it's, it's a way of doing business. And so it's really caused our organizations that some of the people within our organization that would not have otherwise thought of um, remote working situations to rethink it, to sort of come into the millennium to, to say, hey, this can be done, and how can we use this? Um, my boss always, she has a phrase, never let a good crisis go to waste. Um, and, and this is kind of the way that we are working now is is kind of born out of that. Okay, so we had a crisis here, and we've had to reshift. Um, we've had to do some things that we wouldn't have considered doing. But it's actually working. So what of these things do we want to carry forward? We were forced to do it. It's working. What do we want to carry forward um, in terms of um, in terms of the way we do business? And what have we what good has happened? Have we been able to, you know, curtail cost in a certain area? Have we are we able to eliminate space, um, you know, as a result of this? It's caused us to think about some of those things. So when we're back up and running and we will be, um, you know, how do we want to do business? is going forward. So it's caused us to think about things that we would not have otherwise thought about doing so soon. Yeah, it's a, it's a kick in the pants uh, for, for HR, not, not just big companies across the board, right? Not just small companies, but specifically, I think, in the HR space where uh, innovation can sometimes be a challenge to get, you know, get, get going, get, get running uh, within some cultures. Yeah, and you know, Chris, I, I, we say that because it's 2020, and so we assume that everyone, you know, is is kind of on board with innovation, but um, they're not. They're not. I think I, I just saw a scramble, and um, my organization in particular, we rose to the occasion. It was um, we we did things, you know, very well, um, but we did it the old way, the old school way, and it caused us to, you know, like do it really quickly, learn it and, and implement it very quickly, and we did it very well. And I was really kind of proud of um, not just the leadership for adopting it, but also the employees, um, because we have a population that has been their really stable employee population that have had to shift and say, okay, what am I doing? What is Zoom? Do I push this button? Okay, so, <laughs> you know, uh, okay, so what background do I want to use? Um, that kind of thing. And now, you know, they're all, they're, they're kind of old hats that are I actually go to my team um, to say, can you come and show me how to do this? And I thought I was pretty efficient normally, not today, but I thought I was pretty good with technology. But um, I've had to go to some of the employees to say, can you come and show me how to do this? Because they've adopted some of these uh, some of these skills very quickly. And so um, I'm, I can't wait to, for us to be back fully functional because I think our workplace is going to look very, very differently um, when we're there. Indeed, indeed, and I don't, I don't think it's yeah. going to be anytime soon. But, but I do hope, I do hope we start heading in that direction soon. Yeah, I do too, Chris. We, we, we gotta. I think that um, um, we're having so much trouble. We, um, you know, we have employees that are again. It's that HR space that we're in. It, it. What keeps me up at night is, you know, we we have this going on. We have employees, you know, that we furloughed, and now we. I, I feel that we have a system, you know, okay, people, you know, even applying for unemployment. That is a chore. It requires, um, you know, a time commitment, and it requires um, a certain level. Of 
knowledge to know how to go about doing this. And, um, you know, it's a process that you can't necessarily say, here is a link, this is what you do. We have to be available. So when that doesn't work out or when they receive a denial letter or when they can't get through on the phone and they pick up the phone and they call HR, we have to have a team of people to be able to say, what do you do from here? Where do you go from here? Because, again, everything happens so quickly and in such large numbers. You know, we have people out there on the streets yeah. um, in terms of what keeps me up at night that, okay, we're running up on um, – we're running out of sick time now. How do they pay the rent? You know, how do, how do they pay the, the, the light bill? And so that's the kind of work, that's actually the kind of work that we're doing now. I um, think that sounds, like, that sounds like a perfect next show for us. I think we do that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I think we're going to oh, be at that, time. That's a, that's uh, a, yeah. That's a, so we're, that's we're a show and a half for us right here. Yeah, we're going to say thanks, <laughs> William. We're going to say thanks, Shannon. Appreciate you guys dialing in. Thanks for listening to the CXR channel. Please subscribe to CXR on your favorite podcast resource and leave us a review while you're at it. Learn more about CXR at our website, cxr.works, facebook.com and twitter.com slash career crossroads, and on Instagram at career xroads. We'll catch you next time.